Hello and welcome to the State Champs Hang Time Michigan Show companion podcast. I'm Elizabeth Kuhn and joining me as always is Lexi Ayala. Hang Time is presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports, including women's basketball. Athletic and academic scholarships are available. Recruit yourself at l2athletics.com. State Champs W's Hang Time Michigan is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA is looking for officials. Visit MHSAA.com for details. The Michigan Army National Guard, the official military outlet of the MHSAA. The physical therapy and sports medicine pros of the Detroit Medical Center. Check out our Game Changer segment designed to make you a faster, stronger, healthier athlete. Segments debut Wednesdays across the State Champs Network, including our State Champs TV YouTube page. Please give them a like. If you are in pain or injured for immediate care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers. I'm Lexi Ayala, and this is the companion podcast to our State Champs W Hangtime Michigan Digital Show. We've got highlights and the information on some of the best girls basketball coverage on State Champs, including a preview of some of the best games in the state and my hot topic of the week. So check it out on our website, statechampsw.com. Joining us for this week's Chalk Talk, sponsored by the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan, is Coach Gary Morris. He's the head girls basketball coach at Farmington Hills Mercy. Welcome to Hangtime, Coach. Thank you. My pleasure being here. So I understand you had a team dinner the other night. Is that a regular thing you guys do? Because it sounds awesome. Sounds like a great way to keep the team bonded. Yeah, it's something that unfortunately, you know, COVID over the past couple of years has impacted all of us. But um, so really it was the brainchild of a couple of um, the moms. And so they brought dinner really to school and we ate dinner in the cafeteria. So it was the second, uh, second time we've done it, second straight week we've done it. What did you guys eat? Was it good? <laughs> we had tacos. Tacos. It wasn't Taco I'm, Tuesday. It was Taco Wednesday. There you go. That works. <laughs> I'm actually Mexican, a very pale one, but Taco Tuesday is <laughs> my favorite day of the week. Okay, uh, coach, I know you've been coaching for nearly 30 years, and you've been at Mercy since 2005. You're in Detroit, Dominican, and that's an all-girls Catholic school in Detroit back in 1979. So you had a run at Madison Heights, Bishop Foley. Can you tell us just a little bit about your coaching journey in general? Sure. Um, well, you highlighted much of it. I started coaching in the mid 1970s as a CYO, seventh and eighth grade coach, actually at a school where my youngest sister was an eighth grader and she played there. And then from there, um, my next stop was Dominican, where basically the one year I coached at Dominican, I was more or less the interim coach because the varsity coach, we obviously that's when girls basketball was in the fall. And she, late in the summer, got a teaching job out of the area. So then I coached the varsity that year. Then from there, I went to Bishop Foley, coached boys and girls, freshman and JV level, became the varsity coach there in 92, uh, stayed there till 99. Then I coached, I was an assistant coach of women's basketball at the University of Detroit Mercy from um, 99 to 2002, and then came to Mercy in the fall of 2004. Wonderful. Well, what made you want to be a coach? Did you have some mentors in the past that you looked up to? Well, in terms of coaching, I always had a passion for the game of basketball. 
Um, no great shakes as a player by any means, but really had passion for the game. And, um, and then, you know, I think those of us who coach probably have a passion for the sport, but then also a passion for working with young people. And so I've had the opportunity, you know, from middle school ages all the way to college. So I've enjoyed all of those different age groups. And coach, I don't mean to make you feel old here, but you've been in the game for a minute now. So what makes you keep coming back every year? That's a great question. I think being around young people, I retired last year as a teacher, but, you know, I think those of us in education will say being around young people keeps you young or somewhat young. <laughs> um, and so I still, as long as I'm blessed with good health and have the energy and, and feel as if the the girls are responding to my coaching, um, I'll look to keep doing it. So I know you're coming up to 450 wins in your coaching career. That's incredible, first of all. I believe it's the eighth most among active girls basketball head coaches. It still pales in comparison to Marion's Mary Ciceroni, who is almost at 700, and Regina um, Laffey's, who is far from 700 herself. Do you just marvel at those two and their staying power? Yes, those are two um, coaches who um, have been in the game a long time. Um, certainly back when I was at Bishop Foley, competed against them. A lot of respect for both of them not just as coaches, but as people. Um, we were kind of fortunate the other night. Um, you know, our, we, we played Marion, and um, our goal was to not <laughs> let Mary Ciceroni get win number 700 on our court. Yeah. And our, our team played really well, and we got the, uh, the win. Coach, I mean, it's no question that Marion has been a rival of your guys' for a while now. So I know you just talked about that last one. You were able to not let her get the 700th win on your court. But, you know, just kind of tell me about some of the epic battles that have been going on throughout the years between those two teams. Sure. I, you know, you kind of touched on it. Um, if you look probably certainly the past 10 years or so in the Catholic League, um, I think two of us have have won most of the championships. Um, certainly, like I said, over the the past decade, uh, and even prior to that, and probably I'll point to the season of 2013-14, um, where we were we both had good teams. Uh, we played them actually four times, so we split during the regular season. Uh, we beat them in the Catholic League final on a last-second shot. And then, unfortunately for us, they got us in the state semifinals. So we played four times, and we each won two. But unfortunately for us, they won the, the biggest one in, in the state semis, and then they, they won the state championship the next day. So um, I think it's you know two programs that have um, a lot of respect for each other, um, when the teams play, the girls are going to really play hard. They're going to be physical games, uh, and both teams really want to win. And again, to everyone who's listening, we're talking with Farmington Hills Mercy head coach Gary, Gary Morris. State champs will be filming a big game you've got coming up Friday night versus Dearborn Divine Child. They also stopped Ciceroni from getting the 700th win over there. Can you talk a little bit about that year's team and how things are coming together at this point in the season? 
Yeah, I'm really beyond pleased with our team. It's been a, a really great group to coach. Um, you know, we've got it's, it's a team that um, has really, um, I, I think they probably had a mindset. We're going to prove people that prove to people that we can play. We've had a um, pretty good run the last couple of years, but we were very senior heavy last year. We had seven seniors. So we started at four. And um, so this year, I think a lot of the girls are out to show people that we can play too. And it's, you know, we're 10 to lost a non-league game to Brighton, um, a very good team. And then we lost to Divine Child at their place. Um, so, but we've got good senior leadership. We only have two seniors and there are captains, Sophie Dugas and Sarah Cunningham. And we have a nice blend. You know, we have freshmen on the team, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. And I've found that when you have that, it's, it, it leads to, um, to, I don't, to good chemistry, especially if the older players are welcoming of the younger players. And, um, it's just been a, it's a group that makes it fun to come to practice every day. BCAM has introduced and officially launched the One Team campaign in an effort to promote unity among teams, schools, and communities. What are some of the things you try to do as a coach to promote unity on the court and respect for each other? It's a good question. Um, you know, I'm really big on that. I think being a good teammate. Um, so, Generally, things we do um, on game days, we'll do a shoot around, and then the girls will will do that usually immediately after school, and then there'll be time, obviously, before our game. So what the girls have been doing for the most part this year is um, one of the parents will get food for them, bring it into the school. Um, they sit there and uh, eat dinner together, and I, I think it's a great bonding opportunity. Uh, we obviously would like to do more bonding type activities. Um, I mean, you know, through the years they've done things like get to get sleepovers, but obviously with COVID we've had to be a little <laughs> careful with that. But um, I think anything that they do together, um, even more so outside of basketball, um, really um, is a positive and I think leads to great team chemistry. And Coach? Now's my time to give you the hot topics, the segment okay. each week that we do on our show. I bring up something that might be a little controversial and give my opinion, but now I want yours, Coach. So um, one that I brought up was in the high school level. There's no shot clock. Of course, that's a huge change when you get into college ball. How do you feel about implementing a shot clock? Personally, I'm against it. Um, and the reason being, I, I think, you know, our game is good as – as it is right now, uh, as it stands. Um, I think um, with no shot clock, I think it does give um, maybe the less talented team uh, in a game, it gives them more of a chance uh, because then if they can take care of the basketball, maybe shorten the game. Trust me, there's been times I've done that as a coach when you kind of feel like the other team is maybe more talented and so you want to make it a game of fewer possessions um and i you know if i look at our game I, it'd be interesting to chart though to see uh how quickly that would even come into play or i mean how often that would come into play and my, my sense 
is, I mean, we're, we often are talking to our team about, you know, taking more time before we shoot, making yeah. more passes. So, um, and it's sometimes we will, you know, use a clock and I mean, we generally are shooting well inside of 35 seconds if that would, and I think that's the general, um, number that they would use. I think that seems to be the one 35 seconds, I think. Right. Um, but no, I, I would like to kind of leave it the way it is. <laughs> hey, that's no issue. I wanted your opinion. The only time I will say where I wish there was a shot clock is keep away basketball. When it's really close at the end of the game, I just want to see the underdog go back and try to get a basket. <laughs> yeah, I can. I understand that. I appreciate it. Coach, I also want to quickly ask one more from you. Last week I talked about coaching styles. There's been, especially the last couple years, a lot of heat and negativity over that old school coaching style. A lot of people picture Coach Tom Izzo from Michigan State and how he coaches his players. Do you think that there's anything wrong with that old school coaching style? I don't think so as long as I think first and foremost your players have to know that you really care about them, not just as basketball players, but as people. And if they know that, and if they know really you're just trying to help them improve as players and as people, um, obviously if you're chirping at them all the time, um, that can be, they're going to turn that off. Um, and I, you know, I, I'd like to think if you talk to my players, you know, they would say that uh, our staff is overwhelmingly positive do we sometimes critique? Yes, but um, I think you probably in in today's um, game you need to uh, praise uh, much more probably than you needed to years ago. Hey, I agree. I mean, I could take it and scream that inch away from my face, but my little sister. Oh, no, you have to just <laughs> clap her up, you know, give her all the good stuff. That's how she likes it. But yeah, I think, I think I agree with you. I think it's much more um, a need for positive reinforcement. Coach today. Morris, thank you so much for all you do for the game of basketball. We want to wish, wish you good luck the rest of your season. Okay, thank you. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Coach. Bye-bye. Hang Time is also brought to you by the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female Athlete of the Year Awards. Are you an elite student athlete with good grades and represent leadership on your team and community? Six female student athletes will win $1,000 in scholarship money. Girls basketball players are always represented at the award. Just last year, Three Rivers' Callie Havlin, Byron's Sarah Marvin, Marion's Shannon Kennedy, and Farmington Hills' Mercy's Julia A. Rowe were all nominated. You could be next, but you cannot be nominated unless you apply. Download the application at dacathleteoftheyear.com and send it in today. The deadline to apply is March 4th with a red carpet at the beautiful Detroit Athletic Club in downtown Detroit hosted by state champs in early June. One more partner to recognize is the Goodman Acker Law Firm. During the most difficult times of your life at Goodman Acker, you work with the same attorney and team the entire length of your case. They fight for you just like they would a member of their own family. Experienced, ethical, aggressive. Mention you heard about Goodman Acker on State Champs and they will provide you with a free assessment of your case. Goodman Acker, good decision. Call 1-800-TRUSTED. Once again, we thank all of our partners in supporting State Champs W Hangtime Michigan podcast. That's all the time we have for this week's State Champs W's Hangtime Michigan podcast. 
For Lexi, I'm Elizabeth, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.